This is a Stand Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. This week's episode of X-Ray is sponsored by the Mueller Report. In exchange for taking Robert out to dinner and showing him a good time after the grueling period conducting his investigation, Robert shared some findings with me that may or may not be revealed to the general public. I promised him I'd keep it all confidential and only share it with podcast subscribers. So the ball is in your court, people. We had a lovely time, by the way. He had a nice bowl of pasta with a pomodoro sauce, and I enjoyed fried artichokes with some aioli mayo on the side, and we shared a very, very large bottle of seltzer. So it was worth every minute. I love you, Mull. Okay, let's start the show. You know, it's funny. I uh, Do you get confused with Alfred Molina a lot? A lot. Really? More, more than I really want. And, <laughs> uh, and he's, a very, he's a good friend. And uh, people come up to me and they go, uh, oh, I loved you as Doc Ock. And I go, well, you should have seen me in art. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, just stuff like that. I just I, interviewed Fred last week in L.A. I adore him. He's fantastic. And can I tell you, he has aged well. Like, I find him I find him a very attractive man in general. But, it, like, men, as opposed to women, which we're screwed as we get older, we get... God is very cruel to women, and yeah. he's really cruel to uh, female actresses. Yeah, uh, yeah. Very, very, very cruel. They have a, a limited shelf life. I say this not misogynistically or anything like that. It's just the way of this country, including the women. Women like to see other women when they're beautiful and right. when they have any sort of lines or they're aging. Yes. They'll tolerate them, but not a lot. But I And I, I think that is beautiful. I like lines on a woman. Okay, great. No, but don't you agree? You don't? Of course I do. Okay. Are you just saying that to be politically correct? No. Okay. I'm, I look at young girls without any lines. I'm like, there's no life there. There's no story. Do you know what I mean? I can't tell what's happening. Yes, but that is, for the world, it brings them back to a youth right. that they right. yearn for again and... And a beauty which uh, 99.9% of the world doesn't have and yearn yeah. for. And look, the, the, you, you, you can say, hey, politically correct, but the mind is the mind. And this right. is well, it's our like society. Plato, and, uh, right, the yeah. sense of beauty. Right, right. and I'd, I'd love to say that it didn't work that way, but it does. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting because I was watching, um, I like the British shows because most of the actresses on those shows haven't had work done. So they don't have the weird filler in the cheeks, and their foreheads actually have expression. They also hire women. Yeah, like Olivia as Coleman. As opposed to girls. You know what I mean? Olivia Coleman in Broadchurch. I just watched Broadchurch. Oh, it's wonderful. Oh, amazing. David Tennant. Oh, yeah. my God. There, that Scottish brogue. Jesus fucking Christ. It's, it's a Jesus fucking Christ. You know what truth. I mean? Yes. No, but she's amazing. And, like, I find her gore. You know, I just like to see that you can see what they're thinking and feeling, which is called acting, if you, you know, if you don't mind me saying. I think she's what now. Did you ever see... Uh, 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 the night ma- uh, night manager. I, you know what? I did not like night manager. Oh my God! You're I'm out so, of your so, mind. I, you know what it was though. I think you know what I, I, I look. I love Hugh, not Hugh Jackman. Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie. Thank. I love him, and I like the other guy. I'd have intercourse with the other guy. What's his Hiddleston? name? Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston. Mm-hmm. Um, but the script, I felt I could f- see the writing. Do you know what I mean? I didn't feel it. I could feel the writing. Oh, there's a plot chain. There's a plot point, and at the end. I didn't buy the end. 
when he's just sitting in the back there. I don't know. Something about it. I didn't buy it. I still have that image in my head. And you, you don't, okay. When, oh, my God. And Olivia See? Coleman. Oh, my God. Well, she, well a, she's amazing, though. She was She's great. amazing. She's and I'm glad great. she won the award. I mean, I love Glenn. I love Glenn, but I'm glad she won the award. And I, I do know Glenn, and uh, I'm, I can't say I'm happy that it turned out either way. I'm, I don't know whether Olivia Coleman deserves the Academy Award for the role. I just know that this is not the movie that Glenn Close deserved the Academy Award okay. for. Okay, okay, fair enough. So, uh, but she's always great, and I think I pray for. You know, it really doesn't mean anything, so pray is the wrong right. word. But I'm hoping that because it is so important that Glenn Close does get an Oscar down the road. Well, I hope she's been nominated, what, like 96 times, like Amy Adams? She is. Today, I think she's the uh, most nominated, nominated actress without a win. And, you know, it doesn't deny anything but an Oscar's an Oscar's an Oscar. Well, people like it. People try and say they don't care. Or like, they care. Oh, when I, well, uh, when I was a kid. Right. I used to watch, I used to get dressed up and sit alone and watch the Oscars. Oh my God, like a tuxedo and shit? Well, I didn't own a tuxedo when I was a kid, but uh, I did get dressed up. I kicked everybody out of the room (laughs) and I watched it alone. And nowadays, I don't watch the Oscars that much. I I have in the past 10 years not sat and watched it. I don't care anymore. And there was a time when truly, if you could make a deal with the devil, I would have given up my soul. To watch the Oscars? No. Oh. To win an Oscar. Oh, okay. I would, as a as a as a young right. kid and as a young actor, I would have given up my soul <laughs> to win an Oscar. And then I've gotten older, and things change, and uh, the world has changed. Maybe I have become uh, jaded. Okay, but. Uh, I don't. You don't care. I don't care. Would I still like to win an Oscar? I like to win awards. I like to win. I like to be adored. But no, I would not sell my soul. I would. I would sell my soul to have my kids healthy and get and, into a good school with six point two million dollars in assistance. Isn't that unbelievable? <laughs> Unfucking believable. And I've I got a, tell I've you. got a seventeen year old. And uh, well, this is the way to do it. It seems. Yeah. Well, well, it, it's um. Yeah. Uh, look, uh, right now I can afford. To send my child to college right. without having to get financial uh, assistance. Yeah. I don't know whether or not that has anything to do with the acceptance process, but in a way, that is just a lesser, uh, j- 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 just one of the lower things in the scale of what gets your child into college. Right. And this one was excessive. However, when I first heard about it, I go, well, okay, so they paid $500,000 and donated, and what yeah. What the hell? It's not buying a building, but let's try and get your kid in. Then I found out that there was Photoshop. Well, the doctoring of test results, that makes me angry. It's that, like, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's, I, I didn't, like growing stock photos from like right. Google Images and suddenly your kid's on crew. I, I, <laughs> didn't, I, I did not know that all that was happening. Yeah. I don't think that the law that uh, I see I know Lori and I know her husband Massimo and okay. let me tell you um, I, I know that this is an excessive statement to say but they don't deserve to go to jail uh, Felicity Huffman does not deserve to go to jail I did not know whether or not they went as excessively as to cheat on tests right or to doctor the photos but donating money I did not know that was illegal what I found out is that you're donating to a, to a false fake foundation and then use it as a tax write off. Right. I don't know. Look, I got to tell you, I'm sure it's hard when people talk about friends and you don't want to say your friend should go to jail, but I think that the law is the, you know what I mean? The law is the law. 
I think people are angry when other kids can't get in. They work their heart, you know, asses gonna, off and can't afford it, even a tutor. Some I'm kids going, can't even afford a tutor. Here is, yes, my daughter just gave a speech on that in her school okay. about why SATs are no good and how can how right. can you, how can it be all equal. And some kids, she knows that she is from a family that can afford to get a tutor at these hundreds of dollars yes. per hour. Yes, yes. And it's a silly thing. Uh, but I'm going to tell you what my theory now is on all of this of the past couple, uh, let's say the decade or so, is, uh, but that has been uh, uh, of recent days. Right. The excesses of somebody of fame or notoriety or whatever you want to call it, uh, to avoid the rules is as disgusting as I've ever seen it, and it's emblematic in our president. Oh, 100%. Who, I mean, I always get a little uncomfortable talking about Donnie, but yeah, I agree. But but he is. But you have that R. Kelly, okay? Yeah, yeah. You have that kid who uh, faked the beating Jussie of Smollett. Smollett. Yeah, okay, that's awful. You have Michael Jackson, who they oh, all boy. bend yeah. the rules yeah. because yeah. they can. Uh, and, and they can because of Well, the whole Me Too movement, fame. too, right? Anybody with power is abusing their power. In, in essence, right? I mean, that's really what it comes down to. That is correct. Absolutely, the Harvey Weinstein. So so that we all know the rules, and yet we we not bend them, we ignore them. Right, yeah. Because we, for our own self-purpose, and the joke is, is that here is me, here's the rest of the world. The world revolves around me, and you can't say, oh, yeah, you can see it because here the is me. The world does here revolve around Rich. And it does. But I'm an actor, to be honest. It yeah. does work revolve yeah, around yeah, me. Yeah. And when you have children, the world doesn't revolve around you. It revolves around them, which is why when you see the uh, actors who go, oh, my child, and everything like that, it's because they are not used to being one of the people who right. are the satellites. Right. They are used to being well, the, then they have the nannies. in the center. That's what they I mean. They have staff. Not every but parents, you know. They do, but you hope that that they find out what it's like to serve others. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think. And I find it in myself terribly that how selfish I can be. And mm -hmm. when I'm walking on the street and somebody doesn't move aside in my head, you're like, I'm going, oh, the just sense a, of entitlement. The sense of entitlement. The sense of entitlement. Well, be I think physically you're larger than life. People forget that now people are streaming shit on screen. But I think that, you know, when they say larger than life figure, when you have these people, you're literally looking at giants. You know what I mean? They become like deities. That's very so true. So I think that that now, you know, I think Felicity Huffman is frustrating because I think some people look wholesome. Like, you know, Bill Macy, you just want to hug him. You know what I mean? And Felicity, like, she's, they all seem like solid, homely people. Then suddenly you're like, really? Lori Laughlin, she seems lovely. She's also gorgeous. His daughter looks like a fucking model. She's doing sponsored posts. You oh, know, really? and her husband likes him. She, she, Italian. He's designer. great. He's a great guy. I'm sure he is, but I'm not, I'm not oozing compassion right now. But on a whole other note, I was thinking about this. I find that this whole notion of liberal arts, Ivy League education, I keep reading about how millennials coming out of Harvard and Stanford, they're not getting jobs. Like, the world is changing. It's not used to, it used to be doctors, lawyers, you know what I mean? You go to Harvard, you get into Harvard Medical School, you go to Harvard School of Government. But these days, the landscape is changing. And so an Ivy League education won't guarantee you any success in life. That is correct, but it will guarantee you that you will be smarter when you leave. And isn't that a goal to attain? I hope so, but I don't know if... Um, also, well, well, I'm if, autodidactic, do you know what I mean? And these days, you can even watch Harvard lectures online if you have the motivation to. Do you know what I mean? You, you are you are correct. And also 
if you find a mentor or good classes at a community college and you are ambitious and a and you genetically know, and a certain, blessed too, you know, you can yeah. you can get as much out of a. I believe you can get I, as much out of a community yeah. college as as one could get out of Harvard. I I believe that as well. Look at the the end of the day, Harvard. It's almost it's almost only so much as what you put in it. I think a lot of it is the name. That's all of that's all of college. You know, yeah, exactly. It's like if you're on the crew team and you're just part, you can party your way through Harvard. Nobody gives a fuck. Yeah, but here's the thing too: is that when you go to Harvard, you see, I don't think that uh, college is just about the academics. Right. You are in a dorm or you associate yeah. with people and surround yourself with the finest that the country has to offer. And, you know, they come from all different lands. Right. But they are, every one of them is smart. I mean, you, you, you can't deny that. Okay. Smart in different ways. Right. And some of them may be street stupid. But nonetheless, there is some smartness to them. They're bringing some to the table. And therefore, this is who you surround yourself with. And for four years, that's your environment. And I believe that you get a lot out of that. No, I agree with that. I just, I do find that people that have, some some person gave six and a half million dollars to get into a school. And I'm All like, right. that okay. seems, like, give that money to your kid to start a fucking business. No, or a you're foundation. wrong. You're wrong. I, no, I'll tell you why. What if you have a billion dollars? Okay. What is six and a half million to you? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. It's nothing. You're Saudi. It, it right. doesn't. It doesn't make a dent in your life. Right. And you are assured that the product that they're getting is quote unquote worth six and a half million For with the amount like, of what you have. Right. Now, six and a half million to you and me is unthinkable. Yeah. Six and a half million to somebody else is. Uh, They'll wipe their ass with six and a half. I know, which is all the more repulsive at the same time. Well, now we're getting into the politics and the disparity of. Yeah, look, I don't resent people with look. I don't resent people. The world. This is how the world works. Some people are prettier than others. Some people are more wealthy. Obviously, if you're getting your wealth being for through malice or by other putting other people down, but that seems like part of the part of capital. Like, what are you going to fucking do? I've never trusted. There's not one CEO in the world who I I trust. Um, there, there, yeah, there actually is one, uh, but he is being maligned now. Is it Bill and, Gates? No, oh. it's John Lasseter. Of oh, Pixar, okay, okay. And I adore him. Oh, you work with him? I worked with he's him. He's the hugger. I know him, and he's <laughs> yeah, and he is. He's, he's a the lovely. Hugger. Okay. Uh, does he? Did he? And does he? In an, in an environment, have a proclivity towards hugging somebody a second and a half longer right. than you wanted? I do that too, though. I do. I'm a hugger. Yes, but I think that, I, I mean, I think that John hugged and and was excited by right. hugging somebody, and right. that's not correct. But he was doing it at a time where either you uh, there's so many different avenues. He got away with it. Where he, I mean, he does like to hug. He's a sweet and good man, and I believe that his intentions and the intentions of Pixar are are embodied in John. Right. Okay. Right. So this feels like a loss to you, like it, a big loss. It is. Yeah. I really loved him. Now there are other reasons uh, that uh, I'm sure that they had to say get away, and it's a shame that Emma Thompson has. Symbolically taken herself right. out of that yeah. thing. Yeah. It's a shame because he's a good man. He's, I, a good he's man. the only CEO I think I've I've ever trusted. I don't trust Jeffrey Katzenberg. Okay. But what he does is great. But um, I got to talk to him a couple of times uh, during my career, and I found out he put himself through school by being a poker player. Oh wow. Well, <laughs> I, I think I think that says something because poker players are known to be. 
uh, devious. Right. That's how Good they, liars. That's how they win hands. Right, right. And that's how they succeed in business sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's no. just my... Okay, My we kind of ran the gamut there. We went from universities to Italian fashion designers, and I don't know. It's always a it, this is a debate that's been going on for a while, and I still am torn about it. Do you separate the man from the work? Do I stop listening to Michael Jackson songs now because he was, the guy was doing sick shit with children, or do I because I like the music? I still I, I don't know. I don't know. I can't answer that question. Do you know what I mean? I, I can't either. I, I don't. I, Picasso yeah, apparently I, yeah. abused women. I mean, you yeah. want to know something? I can. I can. Uh, separate it. Okay. I I, uh, I will continue to listen to Michael Jackson's music. What is a shame is that I may think, oh my gosh, I'm listening to this great song right. by a child abuser, and I've seen part one of that. Uh, I have. A, it was too. I think it was too much. I didn't. I wasn't in the mood to see it. I kind of knew it was going. I read about what happened. I'm like, I don't know if I want to. It's. It's dark. It, it it is because I always believed that he uh, involved himself with pedophilia. Right. To the degree that he did. Uh, and and manipulated the children yeah. is what shocked me. Pedophilia, look, the minute you touch them, they're ruined for life. Yeah. But this one was serial pedophilia. Yeah, and sick. And yeah. I didn't, well, you show me a good pedophile who's, who's not, not sick. sick. And, no, I know. I, you know, that, initially I just thought that he was like a, like Peter Pan syndrome and he just liked to, I just thought he was a kid and he was snuggling up with kids because it was like a sleepover. That's what I initially thought. I believe, oh, you yes. know what I mean? Like, I'm like, he didn't do anything sexual, because I didn't think he was sexual. No, I just I, thought he was asexual. I don't know, he was jacking these, I mean, it was like disturbing. It's disturbing. I, 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 and I thought, I did not realize the, um, um, I, I, because for lack of a better word, the amount that he, uh, in, 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 that, that, that he embroiled these children yeah. in. And like, so, like, so the... Like drills, like you know, getting dressed quickly and quietly when nobody oh, no, comes no, no. in. Like he it knew, was, he knew exactly what he was shit. doing, Ugh. and and the guards evidently, uh, it's not discussed, but I'm thinking the guards had to have known. Of course, of course. And so, it's, and then he was abused as a kid. It's always a loop. He was abused as a kid. Well, I didn't know that, so please don't don't tell me what happened. I don't know. Oh, that's what I no, heard. No, don't don't okay. ruin it for mean, me. Spoiler alert. Uh. <laughs> not a happy ending. Uh. Jesus. Is this what you and Alfred Molina talked about? No, we talked. We did talk about ejaculation briefly. Um, uh, well, that's all I know is ejaculation <laughs> briefly. <laughs> Let's segue into more festive topics. Now that we've really run, the- it's look. It's been a dark month. I got to be honest. It's between it's all. Been this a dark stuff- two years. It's been a dark two years. But I feel like and now with the plane crash, which is depressing, uh-huh. and now that the the FAA. I just read this morning that the FAA is in cahoots with Boeing, and and now that the FAA does not have. Boeing, they let Boeing hire their own employees to Dude. do the safety checks on their airplanes. Didn't know that. And the lobbying, apparently, the Boeing has given millions of dollars both to the Obama administration, the Clinton administration, now Trump, and now Pelosi. Like, they just, you know, their lobby is so strong. They have so, they're in so cahoots with D.C. It's just depressing. I and mean, these are people's lives at hand. So the, 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 at first I thought, oh, the FAA is just being, like, smart. Maybe they don't want to ground the planes. There's not enough evidence. No, dude. The guy called Trump today. He actually called Trump, the CEO, and said, I, I believe in the safety of this aircraft. Well, he called them yesterday, yes. Yeah, and I'm like, and that, 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 that's why And that's why Trump didn't do it. Well, I, I, think, I think this has been going on and then was dropped because of so many scandals and things like that. But in years past, campaign reform and the donations that big business can uh, give any candidate is an outrage. Yeah. It is yeah. an outrage. And I... I don't blame these companies for giving all that money because they 
get things passed over. But we would be living in a clean world today if we did if we had campaign reform. I'm also depressed about the Canadian guy who's now Shea Trudeau. Didn't they find yeah. that's another one that's like really, dude? You like we're the epitome of like you're the good guy, and like oh come on, I man. know. But I'm glad that Netanyahu is getting what he's. <laughs> Uh, getting That's shady them. shit too, man. But you know, the sad part is all these CEOs. They got CEOs coming uh, well, political form too. I mean, it's it's. Uh, we all know politicians are corrupt, and you hope that like new blood. But everybody's. I don't know. It's just depressing. Who knows who's going to replace Bibi? Maybe he'll get reelected if he doesn't go to jail. Well, how about the guy who ran against him the four years ago, or however many years? Well, there's a the bunch of military generals running now. Oh, are there? Yeah, but yeah, because I think Israel, you know, because they're so scared of their own existence, and now, you know, you never know if the U.S. is going to support them forever. They're afraid for their livelihood. They want a guy who gives them a sense of security, won't sell them out. And that's what they're scared. That's why BB kept in power for ninety hundred years. I know, but 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 he 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 did it's it. A mess. He, he did it to uh, yeah. You know, extremes are the worst thing. The, the, yeah. The, no. the only extreme you should have is moderation. Ooh, I like that. Profound thoughts with rich kind. There you go. Um. You have worked with the Cohen brothers. I have. You love them. They seem like decent folk. Oh, they're. Am I right? And I love Frances McDormand. She's real. You know what? You know what? You know what she did. She gave me the greatest compliment. I I think it was the opening of Serious Man. She came up to me. She grabbed grabbed me by the lapels, and she goes, "You gave them heart." I just thought that's. She's got works. moxie, that girl, right? That's, yes. I feel like she's from a different generation. She's yes. just got moxie. Yes, she does. Um, I love. It. What was it now? In terms of their, and you work with all a lot of directors. Have you worked with Woody Allen? No, uh, no, I okay. have not. But you work with a bunch of different directors. But the Coen mm-hmm. Brothers, do they have a process? Like, I'm just fascinated. How much do they end up working with the actor? Do you guys rehearse? And how much you work on set? Do they give you direction, or do they just kind of deal with the cameras and shit, and they let you do your thing? It's so interesting. I. I uh, first of all, they I, I don't believe they do rehearse, but for Serious Man, we did. Okay. We had a day or two um, where we had a table read, all and right. then we would sit around the table, talk about it, and then read read the script. I love that, but I'm a theater actor. Right. Okay, and I like the four to six weeks of rehearsal. Yeah. I really Gets it in do. your body, doesn't it? Not only that, I like the rehearsal better than I like doing the show. Well, I feel like the show is just very technical, isn't it? This angle, that angle, and cut, right? I mean, it's different than... No. Oh. No, no, no. Okay. No, you've, you've got to invest yourself. You're there, and you're right. you're investing in the character, and it's not. There's uh, Doing a movie, there's a lot of A waiting. movie, that's what I meant. A movie. Right. A movie. I don't mean a theater show. Oh, okay. No, I meant like theater. I feel like when I see these actors on stage, you can completely engulf yourself in the world and kind of forget for a minute. You're in it. You're in it on stage. You're not coming off. And I feel like in film, when I go on these film sets to watch... There's so much tech. There's waiting, and there's the angles, and it's there's distraction. You know what I mean? You can't yes, but, lose yourself. Okay. The one thing is, is that when you're doing a play, like, um, okay, what astounds me is that somebody who does Willie Loman okay. lives that man's life in two and a half hours. Right. That's devastating. To go from having a wonderful family, two boys who love him, to finding out that he is the sad part of the American dream and wants to kill himself after two and a half hours. Right. That's quite a journey. That's a journey every single night. Yeah. I compare it to a drop of uh, shampoo. Uh, When you put a a little drop of shampoo in your palm and then you put in your hair and all of a sudden this little drop becomes a huge head of lather, you go, what the fuck? How did this happen? (laughs) And it's it's like little, little concentrated bit of soap Becomes huge, right? 
Uh, and didn't you think that, you know, I mean, uh, my kids, when they were first using shampoo, would put it all over their hair. And I go, no, 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 you don't have to. Just take a little bit. That's what theater is. Uh, movies are not that. Uh, you you could start with the last scene of the movie. Yeah. And you haven't lived the life that came before. You know it in your head, but you haven't lived it. And then when, you know, three weeks later you do the beginning or the middle of the movie that informs the end, and you go, well, well I already did that. Yeah, it's I already weird, did isn't that. it? I did that shot. Now it's the job of the actor. Yes, there is waiting. Yes, there's different angles and different lighting. It's our job to get back into character as if we are doing this for the first time. And and that is why it's sometimes difficult to be an actor. And if you're going through a divorce and you come through, come onto the set, and what is in your head actually is the divorce that you're dealing with every day, and you have to push that aside and become somebody else mm-hmm. and forget everything, that takes a lot of concentration and diligence. And yeah, like uh, it is not brain surgery and certainly doesn't have the consequences of brain surgery, but it's what we do. Well, how doesn't how do you um get to that place? Like, yeah, if you are if you're in this movie, you lose your sibling, okay, whatever. Okay, and then you have to go back, um, and you discover things earlier once you sh- you know what I mean when you're not shooting in sequence. Oh God, let me free phrase all, that. I'm all, it, to- all it is is you. Uh, uh, it's very very simple. Okay. You play pretend. But and how do you, it's more of a cerebral choice, isn't it? Like, how do you get to the emotional play? Because when you're on stage, you're actually emotionally there, right? You've been living it, and you're you, in it. You play pretend. When you're a kid and you're out playing cowboys and Indians, right. you just become a cowboy, or you just become an Indian. You don't go, hmm, let me see. Okay, he's the cowboy, and where have I just come from? I've come from the tip. No, you, you just step inside, and you go, I play pretend. I'm the cowboy. Okay. And that's what you do. Do you tap into personal experiences when you have to get emotional, or do you able to just really kind of channel the character and it happens organically? I really do both, but I can tell you the one thing that brings me to tears, right? and it's is really silly, but there are two, maybe three things that I think about. Okay. Uh, number one, do you remember the scene in Billy Elliot where the father finds out that Billy Elliot has been accepted to the ballet school? I don't remember it. Oh, and he runs okay. and he runs up to the the hall where they all drink to tell his chums okay. that his son is going to okay. date. It's the most beautiful, oh wow, beautiful little scene. And he's just here's a man who has been disgraced by his son and caught him dancing and everything like that. And he just it makes me cry. He just runs. So you just imagine that scene and, and, and I do. It, it makes it. it oh it's, wow! It's a reflex. That's I, amazing. I, okay. I, okay. I, I, it, I, I cry thinking about it. Um, uh, there is a scene, this is going to make you laugh, but the last scene in of the trial in My Cousin Vinny. Okay, I don't remember that at all. I uh, like Marissa Tomei. She's got a great rack, but I don't remember that. When was the last time you saw it? Her rack or the movie? Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like every movie she's in, they're synonymous. she shows her rack. I mean, every movie, when you don't have kids, you know what I mean? And you're like 50, your titties are still perky as fuck. So I uh, haven't seen the movie since it came out. Okay, the, the end of the movie, because it's a very good script, uh, everything comes together. Okay. Everything, every plot point, the jury, the relationship between uh, um, Joe Pesci, okay. the this woman who shows up, corporate America, it all comes to very pleasing, and that makes me cry. 
It, it's oh, so, wow. It's so, so the, lovely. the satisfaction of like the beauty of the architecture that, of it. That, that's right. And it all just comes together and I, and I, I just, it, it, okay. I, it makes me feel good and soft and I can, oh, wow. I can bring myself to tears with it. What is the third thing? Uh, I will tell you is, um, did you ever see Mr. Smith Goes to Washington? Yes. Okay. Do you remember it? Jimmy very, Stewart? Jimmy oh, Stewart. I love him. And when he is, he's been filibustering, he's ready to collapse and income uh, all these piles and cans filled with telegrams saying, you know, stop Jefferson. Man. And it's all been right. manufactured by the graft machine of, of Taylor. Right. Okay. And the, I'm going to cry. <laughs> and, and, and the Claude Rains character who was a mentor to Jimmy Stewart's father and was a partner and fought for the lost causes and who has been working against Jefferson Smith and say he's not, he should not be here in this right. Senate. And uh, finally his conscience gets to him and he runs out of the room and he tries to shoot himself and he comes back in and he goes, no, expel me. It's not him. Expel me. I'm the one who should be expelled. What he's saying is the truth. Listen to, and I just go, oh, wow. oh, no. oh <laughs> and today, especially in today's world, why will we ever get Mitch? McConnell to come and run in and go, no, Donald Trump is wrong. What yeah. these people are fighting for is Ugh. right. Will we ever get it? And I pray that That brings you to tears too. That, yeah. Yes, that would that would bring me to yeah, tears I if think that so. was done. Nice. Uh, it's interesting. We were talking about your process. I love that those those uh, those moments that you imagine to kind of provoke or evoke emotions in you mm-hmm. are all from films. Films kill me. I, I it, love it, but it's not that you're remembering something from your own past or your own childhood or even something you saw on the news. It's actually films, which, and the beauty of the way they're constructed is what actually gets you emotional. Yeah. It's like someone's seen a beautiful building and well, crying. Well, no, no, no. It's not always that. No, no, I know, I know. But, um, but because all of the plot points in My Cousin Vinny come to a, a head right. all together. Yeah, no, it is beautiful. And there's a beautiful symmetry and the, some of the stuff, somebody falls in love, yeah. uh, a girl who has been doubted and who is a uh, a figure of ridicule, right. shows that she is smarter than everybody in the room, the boys are getting off, uh, It's it and Fred Gwynn, who is a magnificent actor, unfortunately for him, Known as Herman Munster, but he's oh, he yeah. ha- he has a look of bemusement <laughs> that is the same look of bemusement as the senator, uh, who the the uh, head of the house, speaker okay. of the house, okay. has in Mr. Smith Goes right. to Washington, where he'll just lean his head on his wrist and just look at what's going on and smile, and it's just. Beautiful. Wow, it's beautiful. Now, when you're doing, when you did Serious Man, all those movies. So on set, though, do the do the brothers um, both direct, or does one talk to the actors? Or they how does both. It work? They both do. They they work in concert, and they shockingly have the same opinions all the time. The only time they never I, disagree. I, it's it, they're like twins. Now, now, hold on. I've only done one movie okay. with them, and my role was limited. But I remember. That the only thing that they had a discussion on that that was of that, that could be called conflict, which it wasn't, is uh, uh, my character had a uh, sebaceous cyst on the back of his neck. Okay, and he would have a Kleenex, a Kleenex, a, a kerchief to uh, uh, to keep back there, 
You never saw the cyst, but uh, right. as, as in radio, it's always more powerful what it could be. Yeah. And um, the question was, should it be a white kerchief or should it be a patterned one? <laughs> That's a big question. And one of them said white and one of them said have a pattern. And I Did don't... it come to blows? And, and uh, they they didn't work. That's when they went on their own and uh, directed their own films. No, they. Uh, I can't even remember what it was. Wow. But that was just a small little thing. Now I was on Charlie Rose with the guys and with Michael Stuhlbarg. Okay. And we were interviewed. And my theory was, like Hitchcock, they know what the movie's going to look like before they even start right. shooting. They have it all in their head. They're very visual. Very yes, and they know where it's going to be cut. They know what what angles right, and, right, and what right. we're going to see. So I believe that they all that they know what it is, uh, and they are not. They are. What do I say? Do I say they like their own words? And they do. Okay. But they're craftsmen, and yeah. they should like their own words. Right. It so, never feels it feels self-indulgent, but not in a bad way. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like no. I can feel like they well, they revel in their own in their own stuff, but not in a like look how brilliant. Like they just I don't right. know. Well, their love for it makes us love it. It's because like Sondheim, it it comes out of character. Right. So so the these words would come out of their mouths. I don't believe I, I we certainly never improvised. Did I change things a little bit? Yes, I think the most interesting thing is now I don't you don't know me from Second City at all, do no, you? No, I don't. Okay, so there was a guy at Second City who had a uh, it's tough to do on on radio. Well, I can do it okay, on camera. Please. He had a very uh, he would stand against a wall, take his hands like this and rub them and stand against the wall like <laughs> like this for seconds. He had some sort of synapse problem. He was oh, crazy. Oh, wow. Okay. He was he was for a while, he was literally crazy. Okay. He had to, had to go to a home. Oh, okay. okay. But but he would ha- have these things. But he was a brilliant comedic mind, very smart guy, uh, smarter than than smart should be. He's now a lawyer, hmm. uh, or he was a lawyer. He actually came. He he had already had his law degree, and I believe it was from Harvard or Yale. He's a smart, smart man, and um, so he had these problems. So I would talk to them about the, this thing, and I said, "This is what he used to do." And uh, I said, you know, when, and then sure enough, they, they said, yeah, yeah, wouldn't that be great? Yeah, think about a place where we could put that in. So we're doing the, the scene in the motel with me and my brother is sleeping in the motel. And uh, he had the camera set up where I would be sitting on the edge of the bed crying. And I said, um, I said to Joel, I said, you know, maybe this will be the place where, where I do that thing against the wall. And he didn't see... That he didn't have that in his head at all, right? And he goes, "Well, l- let me see it." And uh, I went and I I did it. And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, that works. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> see that at all." And he didn't. So they are not as strict okay. as I thought. And yet, uh, like I say, I believe that they do have it in their head what everything is right. going to look like. And there is one thing that I can't get out of my head. And it's a fairly, for the film, I don't want to say it's a famous shot, but it's a shot where the police are coming in, we're sitting Shiva, and I leaned back to see the two cops there. I didn't know what it was. I actually thought I was going to be like behind a wall and seeing it like that. And uh, Joel came in and he sat down and he showed me physically what he wanted me to do. And when I say his face got eight inches longer. He looked like a, it was just incredible to me. And he did physically what he wanted me to do. That's all I see in my head. Oh, wow. And I wished my 
face could be longer, and it, it wasn't, but it's me leaning back. So the, the, they show you stuff like that. There was one point uh, um, when I come out of the water, and I'm looking, and I, I say something that's so positive about the world, and he looked like he, he opened up his arms as if to embrace the whole world. Right. But I saw it as a Christ-like thing, and there is a picture of me. It's It was in all the varieties of me, just like this. And unfortunately, my shirt is off, and I'm not the best-looking guy in the world. <laughs> uh, and it's me with my arms outspread, and it's was uh, it was Joel trying to describe right. what I right. wanted me to feel, and I took it literally and did actually what he did. And it worked. Did. Well, they, they're very good directors. And do you find, because um, you've done a lot of movies, because they they have it all mapped out in their head already, do they do a lot of takes, relatively speaking? And does everything go more smoothly and quickly than other films you've done? Because they all have, they all know exactly what they want, what they're doing, you know what I mean? Well, I will say this also for the crew. As much as the brothers know right. what each other's wants, right. they work with the same crew, the same cameraman, the same set uh, uh, production designer, the same wardrobe people. Uh, so they it's a know it's a very well-oiled machine. You don't go long right. hours. And do we do a lot of takes? I don't remember. Okay. Uh, but it is an efficient crew. And they they know what the camera's going to do and where the camera's going to be. So there's no, oh, let's do coverage just in case. It's They know what it's going to be. Right, right. What, what, um, what are the, some of the other memorable directors you've worked with that you enjoyed? Uh, okay, I'll tell you a funny story about Clint Eastwood. Okay. I was lucky enough to do what I a movie that I don't really like very much. Okay. But the first two scenes of the movie, I love. All right. One, it, it was a movie called, the, it's called Hereafter. Okay. It starts off with a tsunami that is CGI like I've never seen it. Oh, wow. It just doesn't look, you, you should rent the movie okay. or look at it. Look at the first 10 to 15 minutes. Okay. So it's this. Tsunami, which is spectacular. Who who else? I'm trying to think who is in this movie. It's not the Naomi Watts movie with the tsunami. No, it's uh, no, and I never saw that. That was an amazing tsunami too. Jesus Christ! Uh, this is a Matt Damon movie. Okay, and um, so it starts off with a tsunami, and then it has a scene where you're introduced to Matt Damon's character, who happens to be gifted by being able to see. Uh, the he's, he's a, a seer, okay. S E E R, okay, and he sees people's future. He sees okay. what, what they are. He can read into them, and it's almost like it's a short story that that uh, this wonderful screenwriter wrote, where it's got to be the scene has a mm -hmm. beginning, middle, and end mm -hmm. as an introduction okay. to um, to Matt's That's character, and it, it is. It's very good, uh, and I happen to tell a secret. Or he, he, he sees something that I have told nobody in my life. It's a very, very deep, dark secret that I have kept under wraps for 10 years. Okay. Haven't told anybody. And he sees it. He, see, he, he holds right. my hands and he, he sees All right. it. And uh, so the word June, I see June, what happened in June, and I... Nothing, and then, then so I leave him, and I go downstairs with the Jay Moore, who's playing his brother. Jay, and uh, he says, uh, "So, so, what's June? What happened in June?" And I tell him what June is. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
So we go and we, we do the thing and I, I don't know Jay's character very well. I work with the guy, but I don't know him that well. And I go, I go down to the car and I go, oh, thanks so much. This is great. And he says, who's June? And I turn to him and I, I tell him. And so Clint comes to me and he goes, oh, hey, uh, uh, listen, um, this is great. Can you, can you just do it faster? And I go, Clint, I, I don't mean to be this guy, you know, this actor guy, but this guy has seen a secret of mine that I have kept uh, right. uh, within me for so long. And here's Jay who's asking me, and I just am, I, I can't just blurt it out. I got to think about it. I mean, I mean, do I tell this guy? I just, you know, it's, it's, it weighs on me. And he goes, yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't think of that. Yeah, yeah, just do it faster. <laughs> and I said, okay. And and that 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 that's when you realize that you're just what you're dealing with. And uh... well, well, it's not that he's as an actor, he's very efficient. Right. Okay. And he goes from the outside in. Well, I guess I I don't think I don't think that's what I meant. But but what I mean is is that this is Matt Damon's movie. Oh, okay. This is about Got Matt it. Damon. Okay, like get over yourself, I'm Rich. A, I'm a conduit to what, right. what? What is my job in the movie? Right. Okay, and uh, he he understands, and I've really delved into, it and I've thought very hard. Okay. But let's get to the meat and potatoes. Right. Right. And I said, yeah, okay. okay. Well, All he's right. known for that, though. He's known for like a one take. Right? I think it's jarring for actors, but it when is. he gets what he likes, he's like and, moving and it's, on. And it's not rehearsal. And right. Uh, he doesn't yell action, which I find. Oh wow! I find I really found disconcerting, and I guess you, you, you the, the camera can see that. But if the camera's here and my face is this, right? Okay, all he's going to see is this. When I was doing it, he was right here looking at me. <laughs> so, so if this is if this if this microphone is me and the camera can only see me, they can't see Clint Eastwood, who's right here, who's looking at me. Like this while I'm doing oh, it. Oh, funny. And it was... That's and, tough. And I kept going, hey, hey, icon, get away. Get away. <laughs> but I, I, I can't imagine. He I was feel lovely. Like, he's a lovely guy. I mean, I, I, he looks salty, but in a good way. I mean, mm. he's still kicking and directing, and he's like Yeah, and that, and, and that he has the politics that he has shocks me, but he's a very oh, right, dear man. Right, yeah, And yeah. he has his same group of friends who he goes and works out with, and they're his... Real people. Right. And he's a man who I feel likes like he owns a ranch. Shouldn't he own a ranch? Well, he owns a golf course. Oh, okay. And uh, but he's very kind. And, and whenever he sees me, he goes, "Hey, it's the Greek," because I played a guy who was oh. Greek. You, you know, my last name was Greek, but I wasn't right, Greek. Right, right, right. Hey, it's the and, you know who the hell calls me the Greek? But yeah, my pal Clint <laughs> calls me the Greek. I think that look at the end of the day, I was talking to Fred Molina about this sometimes, where he he had a pet peeve about actors that are suddenly. Cut it, take short because they weren't feeling it. And Fred's like, "Well, what if I was feeling it? You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're acting in a scene with me and right. I'm not happy with my performance and I stop in the middle." Oh, that's wrong. And Fred's like, "What if the direct? What is good for camera? You know what I mean? It's also like sometimes you don't have to be feeling it necessarily for the audience to feel it or for the other actor to feel it. And maybe that's I'm just trying to loop back to what Clint's. You know what I mean? Like maybe you don't have to have the full gravitas of the experience in your body." for the desired effect of that moment in the scene. And if you say it faster, it'll still have the same effect that he wants. I don't know. It's, I'm just throwing it's, it out It's there. very different because if you aren't feeling it and you and I don't want the world to see me 
in a B-plus performance. Okay. And that's what I'm feeling right now. And for me to be feeling it takes me out of the character when I go, something isn't right. So you're, it's self-preservation. Okay, fair and, enough. And Fred is right in that, hey, he's giving the good performance, but I'm not. It is selfish, uh, but in an Ayn Rand type of way. <laughs> it's it's I've 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 got to take care of myself. Right. And I'm sorry uh that you have to suffer, but it is for the greater good. Okay. All right. Self preservation. I like mm-hmm. that. All right, all right. Um what do you have do you I hate I know I hate these questions usually, but do you have a preference of theater over um film? Oh, theater, theater. I much theater hundred percent? Yes, but I don't like to do long runs. Three months is just enough. Three months is not because then you get tired, right? Of doing the same uh, yeah, thing. But, but but the the thing is that Going to the theater is, oh, God, I got to do this again. Oh, yeah, I got to give this guy's <laughs> life again. But once you're on stage, um, it's electric. You, yeah, you, you, you feel none of that. It's, it's not a chore once you're on stage. But it's like the gym. Going to the gym is, oh, God. But then when you leave the gym, you right. go, wow, don't I feel terrific? Have you ever worked with David Mamet? Uh, not with him, but I've done, uh, how many plays of his have I done? I, I th- at least one, a wonderful, funny play. It's the only play that I'd like to do again. Uh, uh, th- no, it's it's it. No, there are two plays that I'd like to do again. But um, it's a very funny play called Romance, okay. which I think is a terrible title for this particular play. But it's a good title, right? Uh, but it's I I I understand he wanted to be a little obtuse with okay. the title, but okay. it's uh, he has a very another, interesting approach to acting. Doesn't he just, just like just say yeah. the words, like shut up and say the words, kind of thing? Uh, yeah, and I think he's wrong. Yeah. However, he really does know words because when I was doing this play, I would cut out one word because it fit into my vernacular, <laughs> and it didn't get a laugh. And I looked it over and I go, "Well, oh, d- there it is." I did it, and I did it, and it got a laugh. Yeah. So he he's rhythmically he knows he's, what he's doing. He's smarter than me. Fair yeah, enough. All yeah. right. All right. A lot of these guys. He just came out in defense of Felicity Huffman today. I saw that. Okay. Which I, I, I like. You know, I like when people defend their friends. I like that people go public and yes, do the but, unpopular thing and yeah, actually I, defend I, their friends. I'll, I'll be curious what to what uh, if I can. Oh, oh, I'm turning. You taking apart? What's happening no, here? Um, I, I I will be curious what levels she went to. Yeah. Uh, you know, if she if she photoshopped her kids <laughs> playing volleyball um <laughs> jesus but Christ. but uh whatever i i don't yeah. know to, to what extent well, i guess it'll unfold but if she just gave money and said you know get my kid into this school right uh i same as building a building i, I yeah to me it yeah. is yeah i i, I can't okay. falter that much all right all right um what do you have going coming up next what are you working on oh now? i'm an i'm i have been working Non-stop. I've been the luckiest actor Amazing. in the world. Let's knock on wood. That's amazing. Yes, it is. It's the luckiest thing in the world. However, however, um, uh, I've never been prouder of my work. I've never had more fun. Uh, been more challenged. Done such disparate, different roles mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. different types of things. Okay. But an actor to live in New York and have children needs a contract of like a TV series. Where, right. where you're paid a decent amount, okay, and I am, uh, uh, I'm one of those character actors, a, a journeyman actor, a working actor, yeah. who gets paid uh, a, a little. 
Like it's, guest spots or and, ser- and, recurrings? Yes, it's guest spots, and they're not even paying good money nowadays right. for guest spots. You know, there was a time when you may, you could make a living doing that. I, I, I'm going to name some guest star things, like on a, 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 a love boat way back right, in the day. That's right. how many decades ago yeah, you yeah, would get yeah. $25,000. Really? For a guest spot? Yes. Yeah, and so now like the SAG rate is what? Like seven grand for the week? About that. Okay. And then, you know, on some of the streaming Commission, shows, yeah. it's less. Okay. So I'm doing so many of those. Okay. So I, I call myself the Costco of acting. I come, well, in, I come in quantity and I come cheap. <laughs> And what's ne- you want to do in a play now? Are you uh, looking at plays? To I can't. Do? I can't afford a play. Okay, because Broadway plays. doesn't pay the same. Theater doesn't pay. You're, you're, it's a finite number of people yeah. and a finite number That's amount true. of that they can do. So you yeah. have to live by those standards, and I totally understand. Yeah. And uh, you know what word I hate? I hate the word insulting. Okay. When, when, when they go, oh, they're only paying me this. That's insulting. I go, no, it's not. It's a business. Yeah. The producers can get. Somebody to play the role for this amount of money. Then that's what they should be doing. Uh, yeah. They want to make money. They're right. not. They're not in there to say, "Oh, you're the best actor in the right. world," and we're so glad that you're here. They will tell you that, but that's not why they exist. Right. They exist to put on the best product that they can, for the cheapest amount that they can. It's yeah. a. It's a business. So I, I do not use the word insulted. And if they come in real low, you can have dignity and, and say, say no. thank you, I'd rather not do it for that amount of money. And my joke is, is that uh, I'm having the time of my life doing the best stuff I can, and my kids are eating mashed potato flakes, That's saying, uh, isn't daddy's dignity delicious? <laughs> have you ever done a national tour of a play? No. Would you do oh, that? Yes, yes, I did. I did. It was uh, Daniel Boone. It's how I got Daniel my equity Boone. card. Oh, yes. wow. But would you do it now or you're like, no, I can't be like, I, How can I? No, I can't If it paid well, let's say. No, okay. You have young kids or how old are your kids? Well, for a man my age, I have a 17-year-old okay. and I have 14-year-old twins. Oh, twins. Right mm-hmm. on. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, where, what, what college is your, dream, your kid's dream college right now, the 17-year-old? Like, where does she want to go? Wow. Uh, her dream college... Yeah, she keeps saying L.A., but um, oh, we're going to visit Northwestern. Okay. And that's my alma mater, which I think would be a great uh, fit for Does that Sky. help? Like the legacy, does that help? Well, of course it helps. It helps? Yes, but I, I happen to know the president of the school, and he says the saddest thing is is when you have to tell an alum's that they're, uh, they child, can't get in. That, that they're not going to get in. That's hard on the kid's ego, too. It's like, Dad went here, and I'm still not, you know what I mean? That's hard. Well, life is hard. <laughs> But, uh, you know, get used Fair to enough. it. What are you going to do? You can't do anything. I okay. just met another woman who whose kid didn't get in even though she was the, you know what I mean? I get it. Yeah, well, you know. I get it. But um, my, her grades are good. Okay. Or, in fact, her grades are great. Her extracurricular, she's a spectacular child. Uh, and they're great. She had two concussions last year. Oh, my God. Playing volleyball and basketball. And it took its toll. And uh, she got better, but not completely better. And now that she's, you know, 11th grade is the worst. Is it? Okay. Well, because you're, first of all, you have the problems of being a teen. Then right. you have the problems of 11th grade and high school. You have the problems of, yeah, look yeah, what's yeah. coming up next year, and you've, you've got to mm-hmm. get into a yeah, college. I know, I know. And you've got SATs. And so it, uh, th- it came back to haunt her, and she has debilitating um, headaches. Oh. So uh, she's got to get, get a little better. And, uh, Does she want to pursue athletics in college, too? or Not now. Okay, no. now she's got to heal. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. Headaches are the worst. Acupuncture. 
Uh, it's just, this goes beyond. I it mean, does, they're, they're okay. Concussions. Yeah. yeah, concussions. Okay, yeah. well, good luck to her. Always. And, and the um, other kids. And I, always, I love your work, and I love seeing you in well, whatever I love seeing you, you do. Thank you. And um, I love your work. That short, the short films that you did. Oh, you thank know, that, you. That thank great. you so much. Um, and uh, where can people, so I guess people tune in and see you. Are you going out for pilots, or is that done? No, it's all, it's, it's all, all done. Nowadays, it's year round, which okay, I don't mind. Okay, well, that's mind. good. I that's do. good. I okay. don't mind it at all. And I'm glad you live nearby, so you don't have you to. You know what? There are a few things especially proud of that are on and about now. Okay. Uh, you ever watch documentary now? Yes, I love that. Are you in one of those now? I'm in the third season, and it's a very famous, as of right now, it's a very famous episode uh, about the uh, cast recording of Company. Oh, my God. And it's, uh, I saw the one that, that was spoofing the uh, the inside, the picture, whatever, the boy in the picture, the, the famous film producer. Oh, 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 for, that, that was from, from the... Uh, Is that second season? The Kid Stays in the, the Picture. Kids, well, so they had a spoof on that. Right. And I saw that one. That was good. Um... Then I did Amy Sedaris' show. Oh, I love her so much. She's my hero. She's the greatest. I'm dying to get her on here. Oh, she'd love she it. She would do she'd... it? Oh, I'd love oh, it. Oh, would she do it? I don't oh, know. Oh, my God. I'm trying. I'm trying but, to reach out to people at True TV and publicists. Yeah, for, for, oh, for I'm 25 obsessed years. with her and David. Um, but the episode that I do of her okay. show is hilarious. Okay, okay. I'll see it. I'll tune in. And then uh, I'm on Brockmire. Okay. Seven out of eight episodes. That's a good show. I haven't seen that. Ooh, okay. It's, it's well, is it Detective Nope. What is it? It's a comedy about the sports announcer who has a drug, sex, and uh, alcohol addiction. That's right up my alley. It's right there. Who is you. it? Who is the dude? Hank Azaria. Oh, he's fantastic. He's fantastic. Do you guys ever, did you, he does, still does The Simpsons? And he still does The Simpsons. Wow. Okay. And allows him to have a very relaxed life. I'm sure. <laughs> to only take the things that he wants to take. That's a nice, does he have kids? He does. Oh, my God. He's a charming and wonderful oh, guy. Oh, wow. I love that. Well, yeah. I love you, Rich Kind, and um, please come back anytime you want to hear. I did not even know you existed here. Well, here I am in my little cave, yes. in my lady cave. Uh-huh. Uh, and, um, and yeah, look out for Rich uh, and all his endeavors. Um, and Always. Always. On always. stage and on screen and wherever, on and where, Pixar. Wherever, and walking a dog, Walking whatever. a dog in the Upper West Side. You'll see him at, at Fairway or in the vicinity of Zabar's. That is correct. Um, and don't call him Fred Molina because he is not Fred. I am he not has not that. been in art and he was not in Boogie Nights. Okay, so just get it straight. <laughs> And he's Jewish, all right? So let's just differentiate and let's respect. I think Fred is Jewish. Is Fred Jewish? I thought he was. I think he's it, half Jewish. Yeah, is he? Okay. I don't, we didn't broach yeah. I usually ask people about their I have a lot of Jews on the show, so. And well, you should. With good reason. Sure. With good reason. Uh, remarkable people, really. <laughs> uh, this is Raylan Casper-Watt. Uh, please subscribe to the podcast and share with friends because I'm a Luddite and I hate social media and I'm not good at it. So please tell your friends, X-R-A-E-P-O-D.com. This is Raylan Casper-Watt signing off. <laughs>